Hello again, and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. I am your host, Eric Steven. Have a special episode today because with me is um, Chris Willis of uh, Battery Power at SB Nation. Uh, we are going to preview uh, the Dodgers versus the Braves. They're playing four games at Dodger Stadium this weekend. And um, pretty sure, although we said this last year as well, uh, this is going to be the National League Championship Series this year for the third time in four years. So what better uh, way to sort of preview the series than to have Chris on? Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you? All right. Yeah, this this should be a fun series. They, It seems like um, the Dodgers and Braves have pretty much separated themselves in tr- from like the rest of the national league um although like i I would have said that last year i know the mets were really good last year too Uh, we can we can talk about how they're not good this year which is just funny but like uh and then obviously you know things happen and they didn't meet in in lcs but like um yeah they're 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 really good this year so like I, i don't know like uh, I, the one thing I was shocked or not shocked, but like every once in a while, I'll just look at like the brave stats or something and just be like, what, what the hell? Like how, like, but, uh, the one thing that stood out to me today, I was like, they're slugging as we're recording this, uh, 500 on the dot, exactly 500 as a team. Like what the hell, how, how is this happening? Chris, what, what, what's going on? I mean, it's been unbelievable to watch. And I mean, yeah. when you consider, just how good – I mean, this offense has been so good that they've basically overcome not having Max Freed for a, a huge porn of the season. And Kyle Wright, who won 20 games last year, um, you know, for a, a lengthy – he's still not back. He's he's on rehab. But this offense has just been unbelievable, and it's it's one through nine. And that's the, that's the thing. I mean, you've seen good offenses before, but I don't know that we've seen offenses that are this deep. Like seven, eight, nine can can really hurt you in a lot of ways. I mean, Sean Murphy was hitting seventh last night, so it's um you know it's it, I think it's an historic offense. Yeah, and we'll just have to see if it uh, carries over. You know, once we get to October. I saw. So I think on Fangraphs entering today, they're uh, WRC plus again as a team, 125, which is like absurd. Like if you're, if you're in like the, get to like 120, you're like in that like all time ish type neighborhood and they're like 125. So like, yeah, they're, they're doing really good. Um, I, I was wondering about this too. Like you, you mentioned, um, you know, sort of missing a lot of like pitchers and, and like the offense overcoming, that's what the Dodgers have done this year in a in a weird way. Coming into the season, I thought the pitching was going to carry what was going to be like a subpar offense, and it's been like the exact opposite for the most part. Um, so the offense has been really, really good. Although, like, there's some there's some like holes, you know, and, and like they, I think they kind of shored that up a little bit at the trade deadline. It was weird. They're too. Their two big additions at the trade deadline were um, Kike Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario, who were like not doing particularly well, like in Boston and Cleveland. But both of them like hit lefties like over their career. Ahmed Rosario was hitting lefties this year too. He still has uh, since joining the Dodgers, and then like Kike has just kind of sort of revitalized himself a little bit, but like. So now they have a little more complete roster. They're they're doing more of the um, mixing and matching this year. Uh, like outside, of, they have like you know probably four to five lineup like regulars, and then everyone else is like mix and match. But I think it's it's a little better. Like they were before the trade deadline, like late, late in games, they were pinch hitting like Miguel Rojas and Austin Barnes against like you know when they needed a right handed batter. So that that was a little bit of a problem, but. Um, now that that's, that's been like working out, but then what, what the Dodgers have done, like recently, like we're at, at the end of August now, but pretty much since the trade deadline, their pitching has stabilized. They were terrible. in in June, the starting pitching was, they had like three rookies going, uh, Clayton Kershaw didn't pitch at all in July. He's back. They traded for Lance Lynn who, who had a, I think a six forty seven ERA. 
And then, uh, but he's, they just like needed him to eat innings. He's done that and like pitched better. Um, and so like the pitching is kind of stabilized and then the offense is still hitting. So like they're just playing out of their minds right now. But like, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a weird, it's been a weird year. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. And I mean, the Braves are kind of the anti form of that in that their starters start and they play yeah. every single day. And, uh, I mean, basically if you look at this Braves lineup, you know, they're basically alternating Travis Darno and Sean Murphy every every other day kevin pilar starts against a right-hander for eddie rosario but other than that it's pretty much uh everybody everybody's in there every single day and um you know it's it's you just hope that they don't wear down but at the same time i think that's one reason for all of this uh, offensive explosion because those guys are out there every time for sure and, and like you're like and they're productive too like that's not like it's not like they're running guys out there who are just like so-so, you know, like they're they're all hitting like even like I, I know before the year it seemed like only watching like Braves Twitter from afar. It seemed like like Orlando Arcia, they're like, what? He's going to be the shortstop. And then like he's even I mean, he made the all-star team. And I know like part of that was like, you know, fans were like sort of flooding, but he was like legitimately good like to, to make it. So like it's really good. Like. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much wrong about Orlando Arcia. You know, I yeah. wasn't excited about that move. And, I mean, you look at this today, and he's got 110 weighted runs created plus, and that's the lowest in their starting lineup. Eddie Rosario yeah. recently passed him. So, he's had an unbelievable year, um, you know, and and has has really kind of stepped in there and solidified that spot, you know, after losing Dansby Swanson because that was one of the big, you know, one of the big fears you had coming yeah. into this season was how – how shortstop was going to play out, you know? So that's wild. Like, I think this like little, like, I don't know, it's, I guess it's a seven ish year run now for the Dodgers where, where they, where they started to get like really good was when they, they just sort of tried to eliminate as many like easy outs in the lineup as possible. So like if, so if they can get like even league average, like, in in a spot in the lineup you're doing if that's your worst spot but like you said a 110 wrc plus is like is crazy as your ninth best hitter <laughs> like you know that that's why the braves are doing so well so you mentioned so kevin pilar was on he uh he's like from southern california he was on the dodgers last year but only for like four games and then he like he uh, uh broke his shoulder on a slide mm -hmm. like it was a weird weird play and then he tried to come back for the postseason and wasn't wasn't quite uh ready so he 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 didn't and then he's there but i also noticed uh the other day i think i noticed this via instagram i had forgotten but like luke williams is also on your bench right now and he so he he briefly played for the dodgers he even pitched in a game that he's one of the like i think the dodgers the dodgers are at 38 pitchers so used so far this year he's one of them so yeah, he's in that uh, what I like to call the ceremonial Charlie Culberson spot. And, That's right. Um, um, you know that twenty-six guy has hardly played for the Braves. It was something ridiculous. I mean, like I'm not sure that play that roster spot's got ten games played this season. Which That's is, wild. Which is wild when you you can uh, when you look at that. Um, yeah, it is. It's amazing that a team can get this far. But that's kind of where with the DH. You know, Braves just don't pinch hit anymore. I mean, right. uh, Eddie Rosario is about the only – if there's a lefty come in, comes into the game late, Pilar will hit for him. But very mm -hmm. seldom, you know, very seldom outside of Travis Darno, they don't they don't pinch hit that often, uh, which is – you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, we would prefer – uh, the league to change the rule where you could carry 14 pitchers and just eliminate sure. that last roster spot. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird. They've, they've employed these guys that, uh, really just haven't played much at all. Yeah. I was shocked like a month ago or whatever it was when I think it was maybe the first time Charlie Culberson got designated or uh, for assignment. And then 
I just because I remember looking, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize he was on the Braves because he hadn't played. It was like right. he was literally active for like a month without playing. That's that seems impossible. Like, how does yeah. that even happen? Yeah, he had one plate appearance, got an infield single. So I th- if I'm not mistaken, he's still batting a thousand for the year. I say, um, yeah, <laughs> even even he's hitting a thousand for the Braves. Yeah, he's going well. Uh, so I was looking at this the other day. I I'm I hadn't. I didn't check yesterday. We're recording this Wednesday. Um, I'm assuming the the Braves are are pushing Spencer Schrider to start the opener in L.A. Right? Is that right? They're yeah, they're pushing him back. He would have been in line to start uh, Wednesday night in Colorado, but they're pushing they're pushing him back. And I, I they haven't an, uh, exactly announced the order, but I think it's going to be Strider, Freed, Elder, and Morton. So yeah, that's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna—they—they're lining it up to to send their best best pitchers against uh in that series. So you know, I think it's gonna be fun. It's just uh, you know, hopefully a playoff playoff preview. I know you and I made plans last year, and then we opened <laughs> up right. early vacations. But uh, that, that's right. But that's—I will say—the sleep was good. It was a good sleep uh, <laughs> after the season ended. So no, uh, the Dodgers are in the same boat. So they're. Um, they they play, have one more game against the Diamondbacks, and they're they're using uh, Ryan Pepio, who is right now their their fifth starter. Um, and then so the the it should be the top four in the rotation right now. It, um, Lance Lynn will be first, um, and then uh, Julio Urias, and then uh, Bobby Miller, the Dodgers like rookie who's been really good like lately, I think, and then uh, and then Clayton Kershaw. Sunday so like uh, yeah it should be it's, it's like pretty much all you could ask for for a like a series like this like basically the two two best teams in the National League uh, you know playing for four games should should be pretty fun yeah and if I'm not mistaken I think Miller made his major league debut in Atlanta in yeah. that series and 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 what I remember about that series was just Freddie Freeman was huge that whole oh god you know, that whole series he had a great great series at Truist Park we kind of joked about it you know he got a standing ovation when he came out and then he beat him that night with a homer and I'm not sure he got as quite as good an ovation you know <laughs> yeah. the rest of the way but um you know I mean when I look at the series I mean it's just it's just like you said it's the NL's heavyweights you know you mm-hmm. got probably the top four in the MVP chase um all in this all in this one series um so you know yeah I don't want I don't want to draw too many conclusions out of it. You know, I don't I don't anticipate a sweep from either side. Um, you know, but if it does happen, you know, you don't want to wait it too much just because you never know what's going to happen in the postseason. But to me, this is the two probably the two best teams in the majors, uh, American League included. Yeah, like I know super earlier in the year, like the Rays had such a good record. Like they were like that crazy start. They're just, they're still up there, but like not quite the Rangers were up there, the Orioles, but like, you're right. I, I, I think it, these might be the two best teams in the majors going, going right now. Um, Cause even like the Orioles, I think um, they are a half game up on the Dodgers right now with to, to sort of eliminate the, you know, ma- making it official, but like, even th- like their pitching is, is like suspect a little bit, like, you know, but still like uh, we're splitting hairs at this point, but like you say, like, it's hard to draw too much conclusions from the series. Like, because a both teams. Um, so the, yeah, the, like the Braves have a 12 and a half game lead in the East. The Dodgers have a 13 and a half game lead in the West. It's like, you know, the, the divisions are over. Like, it's just a matter of like, you know, sort of, you know, seeding at this point. Like, it's like, who's going to get one? I know what the three, no, four games. The Braves are up four games on the Dodgers right now. So like, who knows? But like that, that's, it, it, it matters. I will say, you know, we saw like in, in 2021, well, the, because the Dodgers were the wild card behind the right. Giants, and the, so they and then they lost the first two on walk offs at home or in Atlanta. I mean, and yeah, yeah, and that just said it. But also, like, um, I think for the Dodgers this year, their their big thing is going to be: will is the pitching going to hold up? Is it going to be healthy? Because they they have not been healthy and like 
good the starting pitching like uh all year so like as long as the as long as their pitchers are like upright <laughs> in october i think that's a that's a plus because they they haven't had they haven't been able to put together four like a four-man rotation in october the last two two octobers so and that's cost them so i think ha- getting to do that would be like a, a huge plus i think that's what they're looking for like to end the season i would imagine it's pretty close to where you're at with Atlanta too. I mean, it, Braves have a lot of options, um, but there's been stretches where they just did not pitch well. Um, coming yeah. out of the All Star break, they went five straight five straight starts, a trip through the rotation, and nobody got out of the uh, fourth inning, which taxes a bullpen that, oh, yeah. that has kind of been up and down too. Um, you know, I think last year, if anything, it's it's taught Braves fans that. You just kind of got to hold your breath till you get there. I mean, they were, you know, they run down the Mets last year, um, used a ton of en- energy up, I think, getting there. And then uh, Max Free gets sick. And then um, and Spencer Strider gets hurt. And next thing you know, you run into the hottest team in the, in the National League and you're you're done. You know, and, that's, and it, that was kind of the way the Braves were in 2021. You know, the – Phillies, Phillies ran all the way to the World Series and very well could have won it. So, you know, it's just a different ball game. But I agree with you. I feel like if they go in to the postseason healthy, playing, you know, reasonably well, I don't know how much they'll rest guys down the stretch. But, um, you know, I think they'll they'll be a tough out for anybody. Uh, you, you're talking about rest. You know, obviously, Freddie Freeman played – his whole career in Atlanta before uh, coming to LA. And like, he's, he's that same way to where uh, he fouled the ball off of his knee uh, last homestand. I think it was the, the day before the finale of the homestand. I think it was a Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. And to the point where he like came out of the game. And then I guess the next day, Dave Roberts said uh, when he got into his office after the game, Freddie Freeman was sitting in Dave Roberts' chair in his office. He's like, I'm playing tomorrow. <laughs> so, and that, that's been the thing. Like, his deal is like, he he's not going to sit until like the day after they clinch whatever. Like, and so I, that's pretty much like what he's been doing. And like, and, and, like like you mentioned with the Atlanta guys, like it's working because he's been ridiculously good. But yeah, yeah. I um, mean, so we'll talk. We we have a lot. We we you mentioned. We we yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I mean I was going to say. I mean it's kind of the culture with the Braves now, and I mean you've seen Dansby Swanson. I know he's been injured a little bit, but he's he had the same mm-hmm. same type of attitude that he's going to play every day, and I know. I mean, I think last year, I think he kind of graded on a guy like Matt Olson who prides himself on playing every day and the Braves kind of gave him a day off or didn't start him. I think he came in late and uh, he kind of took off with the bat after, you know, after it. So this season's been interesting to watch though, just how, how they've continued to hit with no off days basically and just going out there. But that was, I think Freddie, I really do think Freddie kind of defined that culture in Atlanta. It was like, yeah, I may be sore, I may be beat up a little bit, but I'm better than the next option. And and he goes to you know he goes to the posts every day, and um, I think that's something that they've kind of you know they killed. It's it's last lasted after he was gone. Yeah, I think that's true. So we still have a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to take a break really quick, but before we do, uh, I wanted to mention this uh, fans first sports network is doing a giveaway uh, this week uh, if you're an NFL fan. Um, if you want to attend your favorite team's week one game, you're in luck because Fans for Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice for up to $5,000. Uh, the rules to enter are simple. Go to contest.fansforsports.com, fill out the appropriate information, and that's it. Once you've done that, you've officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. This contest ends on September 4th. And uh, we'll be back uh, a little bit uh, after the break. Okay, so, you know, you talked about, like, Freddie Freeman setting the tone. I I think that's been that way here to a point. Like, the the Dodgers still are are pretty aggressive with not – well, they'll make sure guys get rest. But to, like, Mookie Betts, for instance – 
Um, he is to the point where he'll he'll take an occasional day. He he battled some injuries in like 2021, but he's been mostly healthy since then. But he'll take an occasional day. But the one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't want to DH. So like some guys, they will they'll do like a pseudo off day by putting him at DH. And uh, th- well, it's been harder this year because the Dodgers have JD Martinez, although he's currently injured. But so having him every day like made it harder to do that kind of stuff but but when dh has been available like mookie bed's like no i'm 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 playing but uh so we have all these like star players Let, let's talk about um some individual stuff um first of all uh ronald acuna jr what a great season but also i only saw this from afar the other night. what in the hell happened at coors field like how did that how did that happen? Like two guys coming uh, on the field, like tackling him, like one guy not bumped into him. I don't know if the intent was there. It was kind of like the security got there at the same time, but it ended with Ronald on the ground. I mean, that was scary. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, when you look at it, um, you know, I, I think they were. I don't think there was any ill intent with uh, those people, but you know, it's just scary when you see you see fans make it all the way to the to the player on the field like that. Cause you know, I mean, what if, what if that had been, what if it had been bad situation coming yeah. out of that, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they really ramped things up last night to make sure it didn't happen again or whatever, but that was, that was a wild situation. And I mean, he hit his 29th home run in that game. I think he stole two bases and yeah. had four hits. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a crazy and then had that happen in the seventh inning. So, I mean, that was a crazy, a crazy night. So the funny part about this, so I this that was Monday, I believe, and then like er, uh, for Monday morning, I just sort of had a because everyone seemed to be talking about it. Like Mookie Betts was like on fire. Well, he's been on fire like in August, mm-hmm. but like um, so I just sort of put up like a like an like a table with like Mookie Betts, Acuna, Freddie Freeman, and Matt Olson, who I'm pretty sure are gonna like. If I had to bet, I would bet those they're going to finish in the top four in the NL MVP. But so I just put up like all their sets because it's pretty amazing, like how how they're all doing. And I just put that. But I sort of I was sort of in the article, I I wrote you know sort of teasing each person, and and with Acuna. I, so at the time before this game in in Colorado, he had he was twenty eight homers and fifty nine steals, and I was I edited myself out. I, I had written he's one great game away from 3060, the first 3060 season in history. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that doesn't that's too much. And then he almost did it like through that night. It. I was like, what in the hell? Like, but yeah, like all I, I think we we talked in May before the last Dodgers Brave series. And even then it was like, wait, he has how many steals? Like, how is this like obviously the rules changes and stuff, but like it's still a lot of steals. Like he, even if it's just it's like semi-inflated, he's still like leading the league as a like a you know big power hitter, like big guy. Like that's crazy. It's really good. Yeah, I mean it's it's a throwback almost. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I had uh, we talked a lot about forty forty before the season and Eric Davis and things, but I'm telling you, he's really reminded me more of Ricky Henderson this yeah. year, and I'm dating myself now from when I was growing up, but. Um, he's reminded me of that type of guy just because of how good his own base skills have been and, and how much damage he's done in the first inning. I mean, because if you walk him, you know, he's liable to be on third in two, in two pitches later, you know, mm-hmm. and, and has stolen bases at a pretty high, high rate, which I know the rule changes have helped that some, but I just think also it's an aggressive. I mean, if you looked at him last year, you know, he's still, he was still running. I mean, he, he wasn't healthy completely, but he was still, that was a part of his game that had really, he had really progressed in from, you know, before his injury. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the Brave, the Atlanta franchise record is 72 by Otis Nixon. And I think oh, he's wow. going to blow, I think he's going to blow by that or at least get that. We'll see how yeah. much they continue to let him, like, if they get everything clinched, I don't know how much, if he'll just be running and taking off with abandon the way he has, uh, uh, some, um, you know, lately, but you know, I mean, it is, I mean, I didn't think I'd ever see a brave with 60 stolen bases 
again. Yeah. You know, it just especially for a team that hits so many home runs, you know, but that that has been an added part of his game that you know, coming into the season, I, I would put it right up there next to his strikeout rate because, I mean, he was a 25% strikeout rate last year. He's at 12 this year, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable oh, to that's me. That's wild. That's great. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, I mean, you knew how good he was, but, you know, I didn't think if you'd have told me he was going to hit 330, I'd like, mm, I don't think so. I think he might hit 50 home runs, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected him, you know, I would have expected him to be hitting 270 and striking out about 25% of the time. So he's really kind of changed as a player, even from that, just missed that 40 40 season in 2019. But he's really evolved now to where, you know, he's a, he's a high on base guy. And, um, and, and if you can still base this at the way he can, that's just really value, valuable. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, you, you talked about, like, didn't think you would see a Brave steal 60. I, I'm, like, in that same boat. Like, I I I grew up in the 80s, too, and, you know, there's so many, like, high steal totals and that kind of thing. But, like, yeah, like, but but also, like, it's not just, like, you maybe not see a 60 steal person again, but, like, the fact that it's Acuna, like, the last the last major leaguer steal 60 was D Gordon. You figured it'd be, like, that kind of a guy instead of, like, your your like home run you know guy or whatever but yeah it, it's it's been a wild year so yeah like you know I'm in the same boat like Eric Davis um, like had he stayed healthy would have been so good but like Ricky Henderson had the two like the the two twenty eighty years which is just ridiculous but like even so Acuna now I think this is right he's already he already has them or no he's Eric Davis has the most home runs for anyone with 50 steals. It's like 37, but Acuna is like gonna, probably going to get there. And then uh, Acuna has the most home runs for anyone with 60 steals now. But then, like, I think the other way is uh, the most – wait, what is it? The most steals by someone with 30 homers was 51, so he only needs one more to do that. So, like, he's like both ends of it, he's just like – He's, he's great. Like it's been a it's been a fun season to sort of watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, we thought forty forty was probably possible, but if you'd have told me thirty sixty, I'd like, man, I don't yeah, know. that doesn't. I don't know that. that I mean, yeah. that's one you don't talk about. But when you look it up and you see nobody's ever done it, you know, it's like it's pretty it's pretty wild. Um, you know, it's pretty wild uh, a situation there with that. So, you know, I think it's one of those things. Kind of probably kind of like bets a little bit because I, you know, until the Dodgers got on this and run. I wasn't appreciating the season that Mookie Betts was having. And I know he's been scorching, scorching hot. And, yeah. um, and I think it's kind of the same way with Acuna. You really, if you're not watching them every single day, you just don't see how they impact. You know, you see the homers and maybe the stolen bases, but you don't see just how much they impact, you know, everything, everything that happens. Um, you know, whether it's taking a walk or going first to third, or scoring from first, you know, and a lot of times in Acuna's, in Acuna's case. So, um, you know, I mean, it's two, uh, just two really dynamic players. And I mean, I thought I've been kind of odd at Mookie because I remember that him kind of struggling with the injuries a little bit. And it was like he hadn't really had that just huge season um yeah you know but you know here it is i mean it just i'm sitting here looking at this uh i'm sitting here looking at his stats right now and i mean 36 home runs i i had no idea he had 36 home runs so yeah he hit his 36 <laughs> on tuesday night and so that that's his career high which one more than he said last year but again like it's august right like what are we doing like it's it's wild <clears throat> but you so he he's been he was having like a like an excellent season I think like around the all-star break or whatever, like he, he would have been like, I think had he just continued that like a top three, like MVP guy anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, he's just been ridiculous. Like just, okay. Oh, I think he's raised his in August alone. He's raised his season batting average 37 points. Like that shouldn't happen. Like that's crazy. Uh, but like OPS, it's like, I think 70 or 80 points, like up, like he's just, he's been, and like, I, I look back as he, he, I try to go back, um, I, until he had an over four on Monday. So it sort of messed us up a little bit, but I was going back, how far could I go back to see how, if he's still hitting 
four or 500 and he was like 35 for 70 or something crazy. But then I looked like if, if you go, how far back can you go to 400 and like dating back to like the last week of June, he's hitting over 400 like that, which is wild. Like that. So it, we're, we're two months of this, like where he's just sort of, he's just doing all, but, but I think the key, like, like you mentioned the everyday stuff with, with Mookie this year is that he's like a gold glove right fielder, like just, you know, excellent defensive right fielder. But this year he's been like playing second base, like, and Mm -hmm. playing second base. Well, like, uh, they, they tried the Dodgers trained Miguel Vargas at the beginning of the year. They, that's, they were sort of counting on rookies, like, they had James Outman in center and and Miguel Vargas at second. Miguel Vargas ended up getting optioned at the All Star break, and he hasn't been back since. And uh, so Mookie was like mixing in a little second before that, but like since then, he's played more second than outfield. Uh, and he played some short even earlier in the year too. Like I, I don't expect him to do that a ton, but like basically what they do now because of the mix and match stuff is. Anytime there's a right-hander on the mound, Betts will start at second. That allows them to start three left-handed outfielders. Out, James Outman pretty much starts every day anyway in center. And then it's uh, Jason Hayward, who's also having a, like a great comeback year. Uh, and then David Peralta. And then they'll just um, pinch hit like later in the game or whatever, like for those guys. And I think – I haven't looked, but like if you – most of the games Mookie Betts starts at second base, he'll probably end the game in right field because of the way they, you know, maneuver. Um, but just ha- having the ability to do that, like usually when it's a utility guy, it's it's like, you know, maybe like your fifth or sixth best player or hitter or whatever. He's like their best player and he's doing this. Right. It's, it's, it's wild. Like, like, again, it's like one of those where I didn't, I, I had sort of written off like because before the, every time he was like they were just sort of indulging him playing him at second like he, okay he likes doing this that's fine but then like oh no he's really good like <laughs> I didn't I did not expect this at all like he, he's been just incredible um, so yeah it, it's pretty wild yeah just that type of athlete you know I mean yeah. that's the thing about him I mean you could probably drop him in, I know he's a basketball player too but you could probably drop him into any sport and he could do it. You know, it's yeah. no, it's no, no problem. But yeah, it's been, you know, he's been amazing to watch in the second half. And I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, that's a, at about the point where the Dodgers just retook that. They let everybody hang around for a little while and then they just kind of blew everybody away in that division, you know. Uh, because I mean, there was a point in early on you wondered, man, this is going to be a race all the way to the end, maybe mm-hmm. with the, with the Giants and the Diamondbacks and, uh, you know, but I think it just seeing how they came out of the break, they just reestablished themselves, you know, as as that premier team that we kind of figured they probably were. Yeah, that 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 was a thing too. Like, well, also before the season, like I I picked the Padres to win the division, right? Like, and even even when in that early part of the year where it was like Arizona was sort of doing really well, they they were even in first for a while. Giants were hanging around. Dodgers were obviously there. But you're like, well, San Diego's going to figure it out at some point. Like they haven't, they haven't even gotten back to 500 since like it's like May 12th or something crazy. And like they're, I, they're, so they're 0 and 11 in extra inning games. The Padres are, which seems impossible. Uh, they're six and 21 in one run games. Like, like what can you do at that point? Like you're just, they, they seem to be cursed almost. But like, um. It's wild, but like you say, yeah, the Dodgers are like sort of running away with the division at this point. But like, yeah, I, I, I expected, I expected it to be, to be a lot different than that. Well, I mean, um, you can you, you can look about, at oh yeah, go ahead. I mean, you can look at the Mets, you know, from that that standpoint. I mean, I oh, think it yeah. just shows that you need to build team. I mean, you can't necessarily buy a winner, and I think this past off season showed that you know it's important to have homegrown players and be able to supplement them with free agents. But I also think that culture is very important too, you know, and, um, and I think that's the biggest question in San Diego is kind of, kind of that clubhouse and, you know, cause it just doesn't feel like the parts have fit. And then, you know, the Mets, it was kind of, everything went great for them last year until it didn't. And at the end, and then it wasn't like they played bad. The Braves just played better. 
down the yeah. stretch. And then this year, you know, it, for whatever reason, I mean, it just fell apart. It fell apart early, um, you know. So, you know, I think there is something – I think there's something to be learned when you look at these Braves and these Dodgers rosters and kind of see, you know, we're, we're – you know, there's free agents there. There's big money free agents there. But there's a lot of homegrown talent, and there's still a lot of, um, you know, uh, emphasis put on on the minor league system and the player development and uh, and, and all of that. Yeah, and you're right about the culture too. Like uh, the biggest criticism, at least on on Twitter and, and probably in the in our comment section about like Dave Roberts is like you know some like bull, usually it's like bullpen moves or whatever. But for the most part, like like. He seems like a very uh, popular manager, like with the players, and like seems. And you look at other stuff that comes out, like seems like every other day there's like a Padre story about like we something's wrong, we got to fix this. And it's like that doesn't happen a ton with the Dodgers, at least that I that I've seen. And like same with the Braves, like they're uh, the thing with the Padres that I sort of I think o- overlooked was I assume because like they signed Bogarts and like they're. They were getting Tatis back. It looked like their lineup was going to be so good, but like I had, I guess I overlooked how little depth they had beyond like the starters, and like mm. there was just no one to back any of those guys up. And like we've seen with like you, with the Braves, like pulling guys up and um, using whoever, and then the Dodgers too. Like you need like a lot of those other guys, and like they just they haven't found any of them. Like they that that's been. That's been a huge thing. Yeah, I mean the Braves have pulled up. Uh, you know, I think Braves minor league depth has been has taken a hit. You know, some of it's, you know, you can go back to the uh, international uh, signing infractions. You know, none of those guys that they lost it really ended up working out. But at the same time, you know, you couldn't sign guys for a, a lot of years there. But the minor league system, they're they're trying to rebuild it. But it does seem, I mean. They've called up. I don't know. I, I don't have a count of how many pitchers have made starts. They've got one another guy tonight making his major league debut. None of those guys have pitched well enough to take the spot. Yeah. But and I think it's something that gets lost on fans. But they have logged a ton of innings, and and when you lose two guys, that's really really important, you know. And um, um, those guys have been able to go out there and give them starts. Sometimes it wasn't great, but other times it was. It was good enough. And with this offense. You know they've been able to they've been able to get by with that, and then you know when you get to the postseason, you don't really have to worry about that fifth starter anymore. You can just kind of mm-hmm. you can kind of go go with it with what you got as long you know as long as those guys are healthy. So uh, you know I, I think that is an important point that you're making there. You know when you look at that, but again it goes to you know you can't sign minor well I guess you can, but you know that minor league depth is important that, that those people that can come up. And then go back down when they need to. I think if if there's a criticism for this Braves roster right now, the bullpen, nobody out there has options, and that's that's bit them a little bit uh, at times where they haven't been able to. Oh wow! They haven't been able to make a move. They've got a couple of guys getting ready to come back from the injured list now, um, you know, and they're going to have to make some hard decisions coming down the stretch. Um, so that's that's something that we're kind of watching. Yeah, the, the Dodgers are sort of they're in a weird spot with the bullpen that like Joe Kelly, like they're, they're very, they, they need another right-hander. I think at this point in the bullpen, like they're the current bullpen. Well, they just called up, well, Tyson Miller, who was like one of these, like he's, he's pitched for three teams this year, the Dodgers two separate occasions. Cause they, he lost, they lost him on waivers to the Mets and they just claimed him back. But like, I don't know if he's that the guy. Like he, he as far as he could be like designated for assignment today because they have to call up Ryan Pepio, but like I don't know. But like Joe Kelly, Yancy Almonte, they were sort of like counting on those to a point. Um, they're both on the injured list. Probably not going to be back until like a week or two from now. Um, and then I think I think Shelby Miller might be back on Friday. Uh, but that's when, like, he's on the 60 day IL with he had like a nerve thing in his neck. Um, so I think they're just waiting till rosters expand to call him up. But there's like, there's like nobody else. Like, 
everyone else of all the healthy pitchers, they're all they have a couple of starters like Gavin Stone made a spot start or spot bulk appearance on Sunday in, in Boston. And then Emmett Sheehan's still down there, but like it's it's really and then the the sort of a long later September maybes are like Blake Trinan, who's on a rehab assignment, hasn't pit, he had shoulder surgery, hasn't pitched all year. He's like a long shot. It's not really looking too sharp in AAA. Walker Bueller is like the the big wild card. He probably could be on a rehab assignment by next week. But even then, you're looking at like mid-September, a possible possible return. And even then, like, is he going to start or is he going to run out of time? So he'll be something. But like, the, yeah, it's 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 a they're in a bit of a weird spot because in theory they could end up with like like Ryan Pepio I mentioned for example he could end up being like a guy who's like on the playoff roster as like a short reliever or whatever and then that just adds to it because like oh the other thing too with the with the NLDS this year they're the they have the off day in between game one and two in the NLDS so you could you could get by in the division series with just three starters and then like so you could really like maneuver however you want but like that's gonna that's gonna be something i think that's the thing to watch is like which of the injured guys are gonna like come back down the stretch and sort of help because that, that's i think that's what they're gonna look for yeah the braves i mean injured guys that are coming by jc chavez has been out for i don't know how long and i mean it's kind of weird when you mention jesse chavez but go look at his numbers i mean he yeah. was a he was a huge a huge uh, uh, gave them a huge lift in the bullpen early on. Got hit in the leg with a by a line drive off from Miguel Cabrera, and uh, just wasn't getting better. And they come come to find out he had a micro fracture in there, but it, it's already it's already healed. He should be going on a rehab assignment soon. Dylan Lee, uh, another lefty reliever, started a World Series game in 2021 as an opener. Um, He's had shoulder issue. I think he's coming back September 1st. But Kyle Wright is kind of like uh, Walker Bueller for you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. he's making a second rehab assignment tonight. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to have enough time to really build up and, and be in the rotation uh, when the postseason starts. But I've thought, you know, it might be a situation where he doesn't make the division series roster, but he goes to the, the AAA site and continues to pitch. And then you may have him for the league championships. Uh, the LCS, you know, if you advance or or whatnot, so you know those guys can keep can keep going in, in a lot of those situations. So, but the Braves, I think the biggest thing for them, uh, you know, Nick Anderson's another guy who's good early out of the bullpen, and he's on the sixty day. So, uh, you know, we're looking at midway through September for him too. So, you know, a lot of guys coming back, but they're going to have to do some forty man forty man gymnastics really to fit to fit all these guys back in as they get healthy. Yeah, I think that's where the Dodgers are at too. Uh, Shelby Miller is probably the most immediate, and even that, it's like whatever. But he's on the sixty-day. Walker Bueller's on the sixty-day. They have a, a couple like moves they could do to like clear spots, but it's beyond that. Like then, it's like if Trinan's healthy, like he's on the sixty. You know, like you have to do like these other mm-hmm. these other moves, but like uh, it's to the point where it's almost all that in that creative season where um, the Dodgers have a, another a minor league outfielder, Andy Pajes, who he like separated his shoulder in May. He's on the 40 man, but like he's, you know, just on, they could at some point in September or whatever, like if one, if they need another, they could call him up and then just put him on the 60 day. So right. he gets like a major league paycheck and service time for mm-hmm. like a couple weeks or whatever, but they, they haven't resorted to that just yet. But uh, um, so I, I, you mentioned speaking of like injured pitchers, it seems like uh, I didn't realize Max Fried has been back as long as he has been, but he's he's been pretty good, right? Like in August, like looking all right. Yeah, he's a uh, you know he's rounding into shape. I think he was you know he was admittedly rusty. I think first start in Chicago, he goes out there and strikes out eight, and I think throws six short uh, scoreless innings, you know, and everybody's everybody gets excited, and then he you know he didn't make it out of the fourth the second time out, so. You know, I, I'm confident with him. He's at least coming out of that healthy and feeling good. You know, I think another month's worth of starts. And, you know, hopefully he'll be where he's at. We're ready, ready for the postseason. And then, you know, and I think that's the thing. You know, he's going to have a fresh arm because he doesn't have a ton of mileage on him 
on him, uh, you know, this season just because of that injury. Um, so bef- before we go, uh, we sort of maybe did a little short shrift. We talked a lot about Freddie Freeman, but uh, let's let's make some predictions. Um, so Matt Olson, was he at 43 home runs right now? 43, yeah. Okay. No. What? Uh, so how? what's his final total for home runs, do you think? Oh, man. I mean, he was so hot. The franchise record's 51 by yeah. Andrew oh, Jones so. in 2005. And it looked like he was so hot coming into August that it looked like he was going to hit 51 by the end of the month. You know, yeah. and I, if I'm not mistaken, he is in the longest homer drought of the season <laughs> for himself right now. But, I mean, he's still hitting. You know, he's still yeah. getting on base and, and everything. And, uh, you know, I was surprised. I kind of thought Coors Field might be the – cure all for him to get back on sure. track but uh uh he hasn't homered yet in the first two games but uh, you know i think he breaks the i think he breaks andrew's record i think because the thing about him when he starts hitting when he hits one out you know he gets really hot it seems like and 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 gets really consistent with it but i'll say somewhere around 53 i think he can hit 10 more i don't know though i mean we're getting almost to center uh, september here i better just say he's gonna hit 52 and break that uh break Andrew's record so yeah that's pretty solid so I will say so should face Lance Lynn in the first game at Dodger Stadium so Lance Lynn has been like just really turned things around he's been great with the Dodgers he's allowed nine total runs in his five starts but seven earned runs but my favorite um all the earned runs are on home runs six home Home runs so five solos and so so like if you're and he's, I think he still leads he leads the majors with 34 home runs lot. So that's a combo where you, you know Olsen could could get one off of him at least. So yeah, um, um, another I'll milestone. Go... Um, so Freddie Freeman, he go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, sorry. Um, so Freeman on uh, I forget what I think it was Sunday. He he broke the L.A. Dodgers uh, doubles record. He already has 50. The they had one guy in Brooklyn, um, Johnny Johnny Frederick. Funnily enough, so it's Frederick versus Frederick at this point. Um, he had fifty two in nineteen twenty nine, but also like that era, like twenty nine to like mid thirties or whatever in the National League was like the best offensive era ever. Like if you if you were any kind of a hitter, you're basically like hitting four hundred. Like <laughs> um, so, but no, so he but he's he's gonna break that too, but. I like he could hit 60 doubles, which nobody's done since 1936, which like it's crazy. Like and he you know, you've seen it, too. Like Freeman hits him in bunches like mm-hmm. he's I think he, he has he has 15 in August. He, he, had, he had 17 in May, which was like a team record. So like I, I'm not I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get to sixty doubles. I I, I think he's gonna hit sixty on the dot, which would be like the first time since what, nineteen thirty six. But um so yeah, that that could be that could be something. But so I I'm sort of expecting that. But yeah, it I don't know, like yeah, are are we are we missing anything about uh, the series? We already talked about Acuna. Uh, I yep. mean, I'm I'm penciling in Freddie for four doubles in the series. I mean, that's <laughs> I think that's a that's a safe bet. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, I love watching Freddie. Uh, he put I've been impressed by him just because he put together those last few years in Atlanta were great. I mean, yeah. he really went up another level because when I first started covering the Braves, there was this discussion. He was probably outside the Hall of Fame. You know, at that point, he had had a bunch of good seasons, but no great seasons. You know, he won MVP, but it was in 2020, uh, which a lot of people probably put an asterisk on a little bit. But uh, it seems like he's gone to a different level uh, yeah. with you with you guys too. And um, you know, and I don't know if it's a change of philosophy or just ballparks or what, but you know, he was always a great hitter. But you know, to see him hitting 330. Um, you know, three thirty-five, even chasing batting titles and all with the power that he's got. You know, it's just uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, I get that's kind of the outside thing too. Is that uh, Luisa Rise was just like sort of running away with the batting title early, but he Freeman's like within striking distance there. Like, I guess it would take like a Rise would still have to come down. Like, like I don't expect 
Freeman to like get up to like 350 or whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, if if it comes down a little bit, he, he's got a shot at that even like the batting title. Um, you're you're right. Though. Like I was I was trying to think about this. I'm I'm fairly certain that Freeman is the best um, hitter the Dodgers have ever signed as a free agent. Like pretty easily. Like at this point. Like I know it's only two years in, but he's he's so good like like it's it's crazy like and then couple that with i know they they traded for mookie Betts, and like i there was some discussion on dodgers twitter the other day and i think i sort of agree with this um mookie Betts is probably the best position player i've ever seen on the dodgers <laughs> like and and they you know like they it's 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 kind of crazy that they have both of those guys and like i think that's that's been sort of the driving force there yeah, yeah, well, I, I mean, that's right up there to when you guys get Otani next year. So, you oh, know. <laughs> so that, the, the, that's the funny part. Uh, I was we were talking the other day. Um, so, like, Tony Gonsolin is having Tommy John surgery. He's going to be out all year. Dustin May had flexor tendon surgery. He's not going to be back till the mid part of the year. And then, um, you know, like Walker Bueller is going to be back. Julio Urias is free agent. Clayton Kershaw's free agent could return could go to texas could retire it's it's a little up in the air don't know how his shoulder's feeling but then they're like oh yeah and uh, otani's also gonna miss the year it's like well he hasn't signed yet you know like <laughs> there's just like this weird assumption that the dodgers are the favorites i i mean they probably still are but that's one of those like i'm not i'm not putting i'm trying to think as little as possible about that until until we're in that moment like i'm not in that headspace yet so yeah yeah, we've know. got a long we still got a long way to go before we get to that. I'm sure we can talk yeah. about that later on, but uh I had to get that in there. <laughs> no, that that's that's pretty good. Well, I I'm looking forward to a good series. Chris, thank you for doing this. Um this has been fun. Where where can people read your work? Where can they follow you? Uh you can follow me on Twitter uh at uh Chris with a K underscore Willis and batterypower.com. We we've got a podcast uh a podcast that we're doing there. Uh, but that's you can find everything I do there as well. That's great. Um, this has been the Three Inning Save podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Steven. We'll be back with you again um, with our regular episode in a few days. And then I'm sure we'll have Chris back on again because when we preview the NLCS, because that's going to happen this year. I mean, I it's agree. got to. It's got yeah. to this time. I mean, we got robbed last year, you know, so uh, it's got to happen this time. Three out of four. You got you got to have the um, like the rubber match, right? Like that's, well, I that's, mean, we yeah. already had like Kinley Kinley Jansen versus Freddie Freeman scripted for Game Seven. You know, that's I right. mean, that was it was yeah. you know it was it was supposed to happen. You know, I, I'm still I'm still shocked that it did. I'm 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 still holding out hope that the Braves reacquire charlie culberson and he makes it onto the playoff roster somehow because you know he's he's a he's a dodger legend as well so yeah anyway well, thanks for yeah yeah no nah, he said he's at gwinnett so it's still in play he's at triple a for him so it's still I, there I, I think it's gonna happen well th thanks again chris and we'll, uh, we'll see you again uh soon